Go ahead and lie to me and tell you that music doesn't just put you in a great mood. For the last time this week, it is Village Vice. We got all the championship games coming up this weekend. Uh, Auburn just dominated the SEC-ACC Challenge men's and women's side at Neville Arena. And uh, it's a fun time of year. Welcome to December. Welcome to the show. He is Zach Blackerby. Yes. Law. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk championship weekend here in just a little while, Zach. But it is portal season. We are in portal season. It yeah. is the most wonderful time of year for some. It is the most dreadful time of year for others. Um, but we're going to talk today about Auburn's biggest need from the portal, we know about the recruiting class and the high school guys who are coming in, but you've also got to evaluate your biggest needs from the portal. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny when we were kind of putting together this show, we're like, let's talk about the biggest need outside of quarterback. And I'm like, well, we talked about it like uh, it's his biggest need because I don't think either of us believe that quarterback is the biggest need yeah. for this team. It's just that's what all the focus is on, right? With Cam Ward announcing that he intends to enter the portal, you know, with, with that coming up as well as the attention about KJ Jefferson and Grayson McCall and Riley Leonard. Yeah. There's a ton of, of drama and intrigue and potential upside about the quarterbacks. But as you made a great case on our most recent edition of village vice, I think it makes more sense to focus elsewhere. If you can get a quarterback that has a chance to be better than Peyton Thorne, you bring him in. But I think Peyton Thorne in the second year of this scheme could be solid. I don't think he could be great, but I think he could be really, really solid. We've seen him win double-digit wins in a season before at, at Michigan State. He had better options around him, and I think yeah. that's why this is so important. But to me, the biggest addition isn't even about the offense. To me, I am looking at the defensive line because losing Marcus Harris, I think it's a big deal. And then guys that just are role players, mm -hmm. Brad, like, you don't like get super pumped about the addition of like a Lawrence Johnson or a Messiah Nasili Kite, but those are the type dudes on your roster that help you win football games mm -hmm. over the course of a season. And you lose a lot of those guys. Oh yeah, the Marcus Harris. Um, that that is that is going to be a a big loss. We'll we'll see if he comes back. We don't know. We haven't seen an official announcement one way or the other about that. But I'm expecting him to test the NFL waters. And then you look at some other guys. You look at, you know, does Zakevius Walker stay, which I think he was kind of set up for a bigger season. You know, uh, an NC Sledge, you know, I mean, th there's so many guys that I think yeah. are probably going to be interested in leaving, yeah. Brad. And to me, you've got to reload that roster or that part of the roster big time. Yeah, you need about eight guys that are in the rotation in in a in your three four scheme, right? You you'd like about eight guys that you consider defensive linemen that play sure. meaningful more than one or two snaps a game. You'd love a rotation. If you have four down linemen, you'd love eight to ten. So in yeah. in this scheme, you need seven or eight guys. And Marcus Harris had a fantastic year. I'm so happy for Marcus. He put in a lot of work. He was a leader on this team. If he decides to come back, um, I, I think it could change your projection of Auburn by a game. I'm, right? I'm with you, I'm with I, you on I, that. I think he's that meaningful. Um, so he would be a big loss if he decided to uh, to test the waters. And um, is it more important, do you think, or do you think Auburn has guys that they could slide into interior D-line positions and address the outside? Or do you think it's more important to address the interior? It's all so important. That's tough. 
That's a tough question. Like, I feel good about Jason Jones coming back, so that's going to bolster the interior some. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen an official word on Justin Rogers, but my guess is he's not here next year. I, I don't know that. That's just kind of my guess. And so you look at it, and you've got a, a Quintrail, Jamison Travis, who came in a little late, so this year wasn't really in the cards for him as much, but highly tatted Juco guy that joined this past offseason. Can he take that step forward as kind of that three technique? I don't know. Keldrick Falk, he's big. I hope they keep him a defensive end, but they certainly could scoot him inside if they needed to. And then there are some guys that people really want. Darren Reed is an intriguing one. He'll be a redshirt freshman this upcoming season. Can he make an impact right away? I don't know. I don't know. But I think the talent is there. It's just the numbers, I don't think, are yeah. going to be there. And so they're going to have to figure out a way to – not really drop off the level of talent per player, but also I think they've got to add four, four, four or five defensive linemen when it's yeah. all done. And you may have to play younger players a lot more in 24 than they did in 23. Cause I mean, you're able to red shirt. You had some young players and you know, some of them may opt to go elsewhere because maybe they didn't play because yeah, they, they weren't quite ready to contribute and may not be for a couple of years, but and, um, and there's going to be some true freshmen that I think play into this. I love Malik Blockton's game mm -hmm. who is, <laughs> is related to Marcus Harris and may, maybe that'll play a part in him deciding if he's going to stay or not. We'll see. But TJ Lindsay, man, like this is a kid that was kind of looked over when he was in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And then he goes to IMG Academy for a senior season. Everybody's like, Oh yeah, he is really good. Like <laughs> he is really good. Unfortunately, Auburn already had, his commitment by that point, but he's a guy that could come in and play as a true freshman. Yeah, I, I think so. If you have the more experienced guys, you're able to protect the younger players a little bit and, and enable them to develop. And you you kind of scheme, not scheme, but you uh, you safeguard the snaps that they're playing. Yeah. In other words, they're playing when you're up a couple of scores or when you've got the other team backed up and you have a little more cushion or so on and so forth, rather than needing sure. those guys to play 15, 20 snaps when games are in the balance. It just it affects a ton when you can have some experienced, talented guys in uh, along your defensive front. Yeah, so I said defensive line was my biggest need in the portal. What's your opinion, Brad? What's yeah. the biggest need for Auburn in the portal? I, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, I'm you know not high on conflict anyway with you, but I do agree on uh, on this for sure. I'm curious about offensive line. Because, you know, you have one guy signed right now in the high school class. Offensive line is probably the position among all positions where you least want to see fresh, true freshmen. Yeah. Um, you, you lose a couple of guys on the offensive line. I thought you did a really good job of laying out the list of guys who cannot come back. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like, do you feel really confident in the tackle position? next year as we sit on december 1st projecting forward do you feel locked in on the tackle position is dylan wade on the roster because that's a big question mark for me that's one of the most important guys on this roster right now auburn needs to retain dylan wade yeah i agree if he stays i feel a lot better about it i think is avion miller too tall miller he i think he played ahead i think he's ahead of schedule brad i don't yeah. think they expected him to play this past season and he started uh, so I think he's going to take a massive leap and he was already raw. Everything we heard about his Avion Miller this past spring was he's going to be good. He's just raw. He's got to work on his feet. 
And then we hear how he's so impressive in fall camp. They can't keep him off the field. And he wins a starting spot. So I feel great about Xavier Miller. And I feel great about Dylan Wade if he stays. Yeah. But if he doesn't stay, can you put uh, can you put Muskrat there, who's another transfer from a year ago? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All of a sudden, then I think you've got to go out and get a guy. It's tough to evaluate those tackles in the portal too, because a really talented tackle, yeah, is is entrenched somewhere already. And those the mentality I think of those guys is a little bit different. You don't see them bounce around and move yes. around as much as you do some of the guys who play skill positions. So your your pool from the portal at that position, I think, is a little more shallow there just aren't that many guys to choose from yeah I, I also think with offensive line the portal is beautiful for this position because it's i think it's easier for these guys to take a natural step up and you see it translate a lot better there than other places because technique is such a big part of it right yeah. because this guy may have not been a highly touted dude but he grows into his six three six four six five frame over the course of you know him being 18, 19, 20 years old. And as a transfer, after playing, you know, 20 games in his career or maybe more, it's like, oh, this guy can translate his game to the next level. And that's what we saw last year. I mean, we saw with Avery Jones at East Carolina. Yep. We saw it with Dylan Wade at Tulsa. And we obviously saw it with Gunnar Britton coming from Western Kentucky. The the biggest difference between offensive line and defensive line from a standpoint of like what Auburn needs is I don't think they necessarily need the quantity on the offensive line. I think they need the quality. I think they need to go out and get one really solid tackle. I think the rest will fall into place, but it is worth mentioning. Hugh Freeze likes to have 16 scholarship offensive linemen right now. And if Auburn were to only add one or two guys in the portal, there'd still yeah. be about three guys short of that number. So they may yeah. be active Regardless, they may try to get a, a few offensive tackles and a few offensive guards just to kind of see where the chips fall over spring and fall camp. The first indicator last year that this staff really knew like the, that you could trust the the early plan that was in place was the way they attacked the offensive line room yeah. and the way that they added bodies there. Quality, quantity, right. all of it together. And I thought that group improved throughout the year. None of this discussion is to say that the current guys or the guys who are coming back won't be really good. It's just exactly what you mentioned. If you're trying to get to 16, yeah, you're going to have to go about it a couple of different ways. Uh, but Jake Thornton and the job that line, I saw some uh, advanced stats today that uh, Auburn was the only team in the SEC that had two players in the top 10 of rushing yards before contact this year. Jarquez and Peyton uh, were among the top 10 in the wow. SEC in rushing yards before contact. And that's a credit to scheme. It's a credit to play calling. It's a credit to on an RPO like Peyton's decision-making on that, but it's also a tremendous credit to that offensive line. Yeah, so, I, I saw I, people making memes, Brad, of comparing that stat to Tank Bigsby getting like, yeah. it'd be great if he got oh. to the line of scrimmage before getting hit um, while he was here. So you imagine so. Tank getting ready for those Jaguars games, watching the offensive line open holes and create space and, and just going, man, where would I be on the Auburn all-time rushing list? With be a, a lot higher space. Yep, he'd be a lot higher. Thankfully, he he loved Auburn. All right, so uh, let's jump into a little buy sell, which is brought to you by our buddy Ross Kilpatrick. 
He's serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida. From Auburn to Lake Martin to the Emerald Coast of Florida, contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor South for all of your real estate needs. 334-402-0028. Are you buying or selling this, Brad? Auburn has 20 players enter the portal between now and the start of the season. Right now, we've got three names that have publicly announced that they are going to enter the portal. NC Sledge. Steven Johnson, two defensive linemen, and then Amari Kelly on Friday put out a graphic saying that. So we're at three. Do we get to 20 by the start of the season? 20 is a lot. 20 is a good number. I believe it was 20 last year as well that okay. transferred out. You know, they've tra- you transfer for different reasons year one to year two. Like you, sure. don't, you don't know whether you'll fit or not, so you leave before year one. Year two, you know you don't fit as well. Like you, it's yeah. just you know it's not there for you. So, are there seventeen more guys who will be told flat out or come to their own conclusion? No, I'll sell that. Twenty is just such a big nut. It's twenty percent of your team. I it's a lot. So, I I think it'll be teens, might be high teens, but I will sell that it gets to twenty. I'm buying it. Okay, I'm buying it. I I think we see it, but. We'll see. And we'll probably get a bigger number or a number closer to that on Monday when the portal mm-hmm. does actually open and we see we see different announcements. So we'll see yeah. on that. Are you buying or selling? Auburn as a quarterback in the portal. Let me let me amend this. Uh, let me amend this. Auburn adds a quarterback in the December transfer portal window. Ooh, that's tougher. Um, but if you're gonna oh, that's really tough. Because again, as we discussed the other day, Auburn has a quarterback. And and until it doesn't, Auburn has a quarterback. I do understand that that competition makes everybody better. And Hugh and Hugh Freeze has never shied away from saying you want quarterbacks, especially mm-hmm. who embrace competition. Right. And so it's not to say anything against one player to say that you bring another player in just to provide competition. These guys in the December portal, though, the names you talked about at the beginning of the show and others, I don't know how many of them are going someplace to compete. I think your December guys are going somewhere to start. So I will say, probably against logic a little bit, I will sell if they had a quarterback in the December period. All right, I'm buying it. So we disagree on both of these Yeah, so far. All right, you buy and sell, and Auburn adds six total linemen in the portal, offense and defense. In the portal. All right. Oh, total oh, offense and defense. Yeah. Yes, I buy that. Yeah. What if home went up to eight? That's that's about the line. Yeah. You, I, Did probably, I set it too low. I set it a little too low, didn't I? Yeah. But okay. but yeah, eights are yeah. Eight is probably where I'd go. Seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. So okay. I, I buy six. I gosh, depends on which way the wind blows, whether I buy eight. But today I haven't bought yet. So I'll buy. I'll buy at eight. Got it. All right. Are you buying or selling that one of the trio? Only one needs to come back for you to buy this. One of the trio of Keontae Scott, Jalen Simpson, or Marcus Harris returns. I buy that one of them comes back. Yeah. I, I think they all help themselves tremendously and that their pro prospects are much better right now than you know than they would have been a year ago. But I think the odds would say one of those guys does come back, yes. 
That'd be huge. All- Which one would be biggest for all Marcus Harris, right? We agree that Marcus Harris would be the biggest. Uh, yeah, I do. I I do think that it would go a long way to have some more returning experience in the secondary. Um, yeah. Can can any of those guys push themselves even higher up the draft board by coming? Like, can Jalen Simpson improve more next year? Can he push himself higher up the board? I don't know. With another year? Can know. Marcus do that? He's got the work ethic to do it. Keon, I think Marcus maybe? is the one that could benefit the most from coming back. I think yeah. I think Jalen is probably where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Keontae Scott, I get it. He tweeted out that he got the invite, but he hasn't accepted it yet as far as I know. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Uh, I'm selling. I think all three of them leave. Okay. Last that's one. On, that's on brand for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, yeah. Um, buying or selling. I say that completely lovingly. I hope you know that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, I'm pretty confident two of them aren't coming back. And so I'm just rolling the dice on the third one, just from people I've talked to. I'm not going any deeper than that, but I feel pretty confident two of them are gone. So we'll see. Understood. Uh, buying or selling, nothing changes in the running back room from the 2023 roster to the 2024 roster. I'll sell that. It's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys in that room. They're all capable, whether it's one that just thinks maybe he can get more carries somewhere else. Change is just too prevalent. Um, And I believe they all can transfer. So Brian Batty is the only running back on this roster acquired by transfer, and he's old enough. He's Mm -hmm. a senior, so I'm assuming he could grad transfer if he needed to. So you've got Brian Batty, Jarquez Hunter, Sean Jackson, Damari Austin, and Jeremiah Cobb. To me... Sean Jackson could be a major player at 40 D1 schools. You think so? I think so. I, well, I think a, a lot of Auburn people feel that way. Yeah. I I don't know. I genuinely don't. I haven't seen him enough to know that. And I'm not I'm not saying that I, you know, think he should go. Yeah. I, I think he loves being here, uh, obviously, and right. you know, you could be a lot worse off than being in the running room even as a backup at Auburn University, yeah, coached by right. Carnell Williams. And he's on scholarship uh, now. I think he enjoys yeah. it here, like you said. I think his family's close, right? He's from Birmingham or Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm buying that nothing changes. I think this is Auburn's running back room next Ooh. year. Okay. Yeah. I just – I think that – A lot of disagreement today. A lot of disagreement. A lot. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to get to the picks. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, thank you so much to Ross Kilpatrick. For sponsoring by Cell, uh, serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, and Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Make sure to hit up Ross at 334-402-0028 with Exit Realty Anchors out for all of your real estate needs. He's so popular and with good reason. Uh, we love and him. handsome. Oh, incredibly, incredibly handsome. Speaking of incredibly handsome, let's get into the uh, Village Vice six-pack. That, okay. that really had nothing to do with the transition. I just wanted to do that. thought we were about to go into a Manscaped read. not going to lie to you. Nope. That's coming up, though. Hold Good. your dadgum horses, okay? Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into the uh, championship weekend activities here, starting with your Friday game, one of a couple of Friday games. Pac-12 championship, last one ever, Washington, Oregon. Washington won the regular season matchup. People are like, now nah, we don't care about that. Oregon is a nine-point favorite in this game. What do you think? I 
I think Let's, Oregon's very good, but everybody has just thought they were better than Washington all year, despite them playing against each other. It's very, very odd. I'm going very, Washington. I'm going Washington here, straight up. We're going to be right. We're going to be in lockstep on these picks because we we disagreed so much on the other stuff. Yeah, we, we? we met our disagreement quota already. <laughs> I agree. I, A touchdown I like, line for this. This is cr it's crazy yeah. to me. Nine points. Nine points. It's not like that. And I get Oregon's explosive offensively. And yeah. there's some sentimental, like a lot of Auburn people want to see Bo Nix win sure. the Heisman and win the title, and that's great. I objectively think Washington is a better team. Yeah. So, yeah, I like I like the dogs there too. All right, let's go to the Mountain West where Boise State plays UNLV. Boise is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm trying to get more DM activity. Boise say two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over who DM'd you? Yeah. Huh? Who DM'd you? Oh, who do you think? <clears throat> I'll pick the I'll pick the I'll pick our potato posse friends. Well, it's interesting that they announced the firing of their head coach a month before the regular season was over when they were still very much in the hunt for the Mountain West championship. I like UNLV here. Um they have only won. Did I mention this a couple of weeks ago? We had a UNLV pick. UNLV has had two 10-win seasons in their history. Okay. One of them had to be forfeited. So they've only once legitimately won 10 games. They can do that with a win over Boise. Good for them. I think they get it. I think Barry Odom and company get Where it. Where is this game played at? That's a good question. I should have looked. I should have included that. No, you're good. My guess would be Vegas. That's where the Pac-12s is. Yeah, that's true. It says varies by year. Huh. What what kind of conference does that? <laughs> That's that is fantastic. All right. It, it is, is Las Vegas. By UNLV. It's at Allegiant Stadium. Oh, this so. says Las Vegas on what I'm reading. So who knows? Okay. Yeah. Got it. So All there right. you go. Got it. Now that's that's our quota for Mountain West talk, I think, for uh okay. yeah. for the rest of the year. Meanwhile, in the Big Ten, Michigan is a twenty-two point favorite against a top 20 team. Yeah, Michigan covers. Michigan right. covers in this game. All right, the more fun one is the over-under on this game is 34 and a half. Which means... It's the <laughs> over. It's the over. Michigan hits it by themselves. Gosh, you think you think they score 35 or more on Iowa? Yes. Well, yes. you really don't like Iowa, do you? Like you it's it's a matchup thing, Brad. This okay. is a team that can't get a Iowa can't get a first down. And mm -hmm. like I, I think Iowa's defense is very good, but over the course of 60 minutes, I mean, we saw it with Auburn with some yeah. teams this year where when that offense can't keep the their own defense off the field, I just think the physicality of Michigan's offense is gonna break break down Iowa over the course of 60 minutes. I don't think it's anything disrespectful to Iowa. I just I, I think it's a bad matchup for them. Yeah. If if a final score of 28 to 7 were to be locked in for this game, they would they would hit the over. 28 to 7 and it would hit the over. Just That is that doesn't seem <clears throat> I don't think that's an outlandish thing to say. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um before we continue, that was 3. We're we're 3 deep into our village by 6 pack. I got to tell you about Manscaped and our friends at manscaped.com. Now, we have a lot of fun uh with with Manscaped and those of you who watch have noticed. I'm going to pause though and I'm not going to talk about where your chestnuts are going to be roasting. I'm not going to talk about your pants presence or jingle balls or anything like that, okay? Can we just kind of get serious for a minute? 
All right. You're a grown man. You want to take care of yourself. Grooming is important. Um, and for that reason, you need the best of the best. And that's Manscaped. All right. Take your body seriously. Take your health seriously. Take your grooming seriously and do that with Manscaped. Right now, our viewers using the promo code VICE at manscaped.com get 20% off plus free shipping. The Lawnmower 5.0 is uh, the newest in their long line of high quality products. It is uh, Their trimmers are waterproof. The Lawnmower 5.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks. Hello. Just the thought of a nick gives me a little, little shiver and not in a good way. Uh, reduces the risk of ingrown hairs, reduces the risk of grooming accidents. And that's why Village Vice viewers, the Vice Squad, goes to manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping on all orders online. Again, Manscaped, the very best in men's grooming. I always get so nervous. I know. I always get so nervous during those. Were you disappointed by that? Like, was it? We, we'll get back to the other stuff. I just, you know, every now and then it's good to remind us that we're not 13 and it it really is important to to be well-groomed and yeah. well-kept. So got it. There All, you right. Are. Well, all right, let's keep going through the six pack. In the American, you've got number 22, Tulane against our friend Rhett Lashley and SMU. Tulane, a three-point favorite. We're picking two G5 games? Yeah. I'm not going to give you Texas and Oklahoma State. Texas is a two-touchdown favorite over Oklahoma State. You gave me Michigan-Iowa. Yeah, but that was to talk about the over-under. Okay. Who's playing in the American Championship? Tulane and SMU. And it's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Tulane. I'm going SMU. I think their rushing attack is too explosive for Tulane's defense. Got it. Good. Number four, Florida State, 14th ranked Louisville, ACC championship. Knowles are one and a half points. Thought eight. you were going to have us picking the Sun Belt. I think this is a good, I think I'm glad we're picking this game. <laughs> Listen, next week, if you want to pick the Village Vice six pack, and I'll do buy sell. You've been great until this week. Thanks. You said, listen, you have to stack. This is because I said that whole thing about being on brand that you just expect everybody to leave. I'm going to be real, Brad. I don't even know what you meant by that. Because okay. I don't think I'm a pessimist. I really don't. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't think you're a pessimist? No. I'm Ooh. not a pessimist. I bug harder okay. than anybody. All right. You're a, you're a selective pessimist. That's fine. That's fair. That's fine. When, hey, when when it, when when's Auburn getting back to uh, there? Separate conversation for a separate day. Yeah. All right. Florida State, Louisville. Florida State wins. You think so? Florida State wins. Joey Gatewood does score a touchdown, though. Oh, I like that take. I like that prop bet. And then finally, Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game. Dogs are five-and-a-half-point favorites, according to our friends at mybookie.ag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, uh, I'm, I'm taking Alabama. Really? I'm taking Alabama to win. Yep. Yep. I think we've seen them in the past struggle against an Auburn team, and then they turn around and put it on Georgia. So I, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Alabama. I think Kirby, the first thing he did after the Iron Bowl ended was tell his team the exact same thing. You guys remember two years ago when yeah. they struggled against Auburn and came in and kicked our tail? And I think the exact opposite happens this week. I just It totally could. I, I, I think Georgia covers. I think Georgia may win by double digits. I just I, I think Georgia 
It's unbelievable what he's doing at Georgia right now. It really is. They just don't falter. It is. Yeah. And and I think Alabama is going to be prepared, but there's only so much you can do at this point in the season with parts of your roster. And interestingly enough, I think it's defense. I think they're going to be able to score, but they're concerned about their linebackers. Just mm -hmm. talking to folks close to Alabama staff, like that's what Auburn did. Auburn just attacked the weak side linebacker over and over and over again. And so Georgia is certainly going to be able to do that. But for some reason, I'm picking Alabama. I've just got a feeling. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Yep. And there it is. There's your Village Vice six-pack. We're, we're not picking – we're picking any high school games or anything like that or <clears> – <throat> We could pick Auburn basketball at Appalachian State if you want to do that. Sure, I think the Tigers win. I think they come back with a win. You're so optimistic. I love that you're such a sunshine pumper. Brad, I think that about does it for today's show. Yeah. <laughs> I think Auburn wins too, by the way. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, hopefully Zach wants to do this again next week. Until next time, uh, everyone has vices. Uh, make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.